This episode is brought to you by our Patreon supporters. Become a patron today at patreon.com forward slash into the portal. I'm stoked about this. It's been a minute, and this one's kind of unique because well, we left the house. We left the house, and <laughs> well, we left the house because it's a new movie. We yeah. never really cover new movies. No, mm, no, it's exciting. So, in none other than Godzilla, King of the Monsters, this mm-hmm. week on Film Friday, <laughs> we were doing our field research. We had our popcorn. We had our uh, vanilla root beer. That was our field research. I got out of the house to watch a movie. Mm, was it vanilla? Oh, I think yeah, it was we, vanilla. We root did beer. go for that, didn't we? It was great. It was. There's too many options, though. It was, it, I'm so glad we left to go watch this movie. Haven't been to the movies for a while and it didn't disappoint. Um, <laughs> You're making it sound as if we never leave our house. <laughs> podcasting is a, is a, uh, a hobby that keeps you inside. Let's just bit. say that. Well, so does having a dog with ACL surgery. That's true. That's so. very true. Actually, podcasting is a great uh, hobby to have right now, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but yeah, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Mm-hmm pretty freaking epic it was really good like it it really it got you on a lot of different levels right like Mm -hmm. i feel like this wasn't just your typical monster movie it was way more satisfying than the um the the one that we just the 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 one before it with brian cranston back in what was it 2014 yeah yeah Relatively recently. Yeah, 2014, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And we actually got another reminder from that movie that monster was featured again in this one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not obviously as prominently. It was just kind of uh, there mm-hmm. for little flashes and then at the end. In um, the background. Obviously, spoilers abound. <laughs> Go watch it. Yeah. Um, totally worth it too, right? Like it oftentimes is. we look at movies like we'll see trailers and be like, yeah, I'll wait. I'll yeah. wait. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, this is one for the theaters for it sure. It was. We didn't even go see, what was that new superhero movie that came out everyone was raving about? Endgame. Was, right. Avengers right. Endgame. Yeah. Well, you and I haven't really been, it's not like I'm, I'm I don't hate on the, on the uh, Marvel stuff no. or whatever, but it's just not really my thing. Nah. It's not my jam. I monsters. like I like monsters. You know what really really drove me to go see this movie and buy the tickets kind of just offhandedly yesterday was the fact that it referred to the plot, specifically the organization within the plot as um a cryptozoological organization. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. They're referring to Monarch. So that was interesting to me. I thought the writing in this movie was good. Uh the directing was good. It was mm. uh, Michael Doherty. 
I feel weird saying that name. It's like Doherty. 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 I don't know. Like Downton Abbey. Don't know. Yeah. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> I really totally don't know. Right. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> Whatever. But it had a really good cast. I really appreciated this cast. We had some uh, some figures that were quite you know familiar mm-hmm. to American and Canadian audiences. That Ken Watanabe. He played the doctor. And he was in the last one too, right? Ishiro. Like, yeah, exactly. He, he, was he the mm. only one that made a, a reappearance from the previous one with Brian Cranston? Mm. And he's just so no. great, right? Like he is just... There the, was a few. I thought it was the other, the his the younger one The daughter too, or whatever. Perhaps. Or? I have to go rewatch that to be honest. Okay. It's been a few years. But uh, there was also uh, Millie Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. She played Madison, the daughter, seemingly the only level-headed one of the family, I would maybe argue. Yeah. I mean, the dad made some sound decisions in the end. Yeah. And the mom did too by, you know, whatever. But we're <laughs> 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 getting ahead of ourselves here. A little bit. Uh, the other one that I really appreciated was that Lannister character. Oh, of course. Yeah. And you, t- you literally put it in here as the Lannister. Like we had, we had, what was it? Uh, Tywin Lannister? Yeah. <laughs> Tywin Lannister. He doesn't have any other name, people. <laughs> no, he doesn't. And as soon as, as soon as his face like walked down the hallway or whatever, and you like saw that that was like the guy playing the eco-terrorist or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if it was just me. I'm sure I heard a few other people. They were like, oh, like, no way. Like, this guy, like, this guy again. Like, come on. like Come on, man. He wasn't as, like, hateable. He, actually, he really one. wasn't hateable at all. Mm-hmm. He honestly wasn't even really a villain. No. He, he just stood just, for his principles. Yeah. 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 There was no villain in this movie other than the main monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, of course, you know, sort of usurps very briefly uh, the throne from Godzilla, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But uh, where did you want to kick off this film Friday, Amber? What did you want to... Mm. Well, you know, we had our general comments, a uh, quick overview. Like, for me, <laughs> I just wanted to keep this pretty casual. Cause yeah, for sure. I don't know. Do you want to give spoilers over the ending or do you not want to? Well, I mean, we always do these episodes under the assumption that people have watched the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. We don't have to go into detail, detail for like, this is exactly <laughs> what happens. And Should scene we by leave scene. the ending up to, well, everyone knows. Of course, it's King of the, the Monsters. End. You, okay, wait, wait, wait. what am I saying I knew here? the ending before, of course, everyone knows, everyone knows the ending before you even watch it. Come on now. It's in the title. <laughs> It's in the title, people. How is he not going to win, right? Godzilla. It's not like Rocky where he loses in the first movie. He's running up all those steps and then he still loses. And don't be mad at me if that's a spoiler to you because that's been out since the 80s. Okay, guys? Mm-hmm. So, But um, <laughs> yeah, no, like this um, this movie def- definitely did it for me way more than the last one. And it was because there was more monsters. That was one. And the plot just made more sense, I guess. Well, there's more to like, it. There was more to it and it just was more, it was more enthralling, this idea that... Yeah. Um, there's this cryptozoological organization that's trying to keep under wraps all of these creatures that <laughs> there's more than the public knows and that governments know and that militaries even know about, mm-hmm. which is pretty crazy. Let's get into that a little bit, a little quick plot overview then, because that's essentially where we pick up is about five years after the devastation of San Francisco, mm-hmm. which rocked the city. And obviously there was an epic fight with Godzilla. And I, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on the name of that monster he fought in that film but anyway so he's essentially disappeared quote unquote big air quotes there because he's still around he's just kind of rocking around like you know under the oceans that guy on the team of monarch makes a joke how there's tunnels through the earth right he actually refers to that a couple times throughout the, the movie hollow earth. the hollow earth right mm. yeah that he's just all of a sudden he's like on the coast of chile and then somehow he ends up in antarctica 
Like, you know what I mean? He just disappeared. Right. They didn't pick up. Because that was interesting. They had all this, these different technologies, too, in this film. They had this um, the system, the Orca system, which was essentially picking up on their, like, oh, what was it called? Like, the echo... Um, like, their communications, right? Yeah, like the they, communications yeah. and the different frequencies and mm-hmm. was kind of tuning in. That was interesting in the end, how it ended up being a combination of Godzilla and human frequencies that created yeah. the sound that all of these monsters were picking up as a severe alpha frequency that they had to right. essentially obey. Right. That was pretty cool. So this this uh, this organization has been very successful in containing these creatures, these titans, as they're referred to. And we don't really know how many there are at the very beginning of the movie. All we're kind of alluded to is the sort of dying state of Monarch itself as an organization. And basically it's usurpation by the military because they're seen as ineffective essentially in the face of these eco-terrorists, right? Which is the Lannister dude who ends up just being the hired hand of the main doctor in Monarch. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. That was a plot twist. I actually kind of saw that coming. I feel like she was a very unstable character from the get-go. Dr. Oh my gosh, what was her name? Uh, Dr. Russell. Russell. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Played by that lady that is in a million things and her face is very familiar, but I can't remember her name. Her her face is most familiar to me from um, those, oh oh man, uh, the uh, Conjuring, is that what it was? Where she does those, uh, her and her husband, they do like those uh, investigations, right? Her name's actually Vera Farmiga. Okay. Like a cheese. Great actress. Mm. She definitely... Oh man, she's got that face where no matter what character she plays, it's like you can't trust her. Yeah, like she's just got that look about Ooh, her. Oh, duplicity like, all yeah. over it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally, I get you. And mm-hmm. of course, like her whole modus operandi for this is like she's she's has noble intentions, right? Like that's her. Mm-hmm. That's her whole idea of all this. Like, yeah. And okay, I'm going to give a little bit of the plot away, but obviously she invents, her and her husband invent this thing called Orca, right? Where it's like this yeah. communication thing. They're developing their own frequencies based off what they're getting from monsters. And then they're mm-hmm. making their own to be an, be the alpha and to communicate and whatever. Yes, that they refer to, or he refers to offhandedly as a graduate um, program project. O- originally when they first started working on it. Right? Yeah. Which is yeah. kind of funny. And then it evolved quickly and very very quickly i'd say say. and without him obviously because he didn't know what was going on heavy 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 message is all what i was getting at there like on um climate change and on like you know human humanity's destruction of the world essentially um, beyond climate change but just like in every way possible right Mm -hmm. and hollywood's been doing that obviously a lot more and more and more over the decades subtly right it's not so subtle it's like right on the nose very liberal leaning it's it's subtle for the people who don't believe it right and you watch a movie and then it's like maybe slowly this is gonna sink in a little bit yeah or they um, just think it's a form of propaganda I think, you know, anyone who's thinking that far ahead, it's like, maybe, I don't know. But anyway, like her whole intention, it was like, (laughs) we need to start from scratch, basically. Yeah. Um, And the monsters, if you want to call them that, the titans, these creatures, these ancient beings were almost like the way she was describing it, the way the eco-terrorist guy was describing it. It was like, they're like the world's protectors slash janitors in a way. Like they're they're here to keep things clean. They're the equalizer. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. They will, they will bring the earth back to equilibrium. Mm-hmm. I think that was a very interesting point. But then we get the source of contamination, which is essentially our main villain, our 
literal alien, right? Like, he's coming from a different planet. They admit it full force. Uh, Monarch does at some point in the film. But yeah, it's really interesting to think that Godzilla and this creature known as uh, King Ghidorah essentially kind of just go up against each other and, well, as everyone will probably assume, obviously, obviously, King Godzilla wins on this one. Yeah, it's not Godzilla, yeah. the silver medalist of the monsters. It's uh, yeah, King of the Monsters. But getting back to that whole idea of like these titans, as they're referred to, ruling the earth in very ancient times. That was one of the most interesting aspects of this plot to yeah, me definitely. and to you, right? It was so funny. Even like the visuals in the film, like we were looking back and forth at each other in the theater because a lot of them were very familiar to us in our oh, research. Yeah. And just as like, you know, like um, some of them are medieval, some of them, you know, they're throughout history and some of them are a little bit more modern, right? They come from like book covers and stuff that they actually stole. Definitely. Well, they didn't steal, but they're just using them in the film. But I thought that was really funny. Like there's a lot of things that we've seen around the internet that was used in that film. Totally. And they're trying to create this almost it felt like a cultural zeitgeist of this kind of um, crypto creature sort of phenomena type thing especially in the end of the film right with that whole that song that they did and like the whole um like they had a bit not a montage but you know what i mean like a compilation no, it, it was of, it was a montage essentially. yeah yeah but but getting back to the whole idea of these things being like a an ancient species that was ruling over humanity way back before like almost bef- like tectonic forces would have destroyed most evidence of the civilization besides the layer that they come across at the bottom of the ocean at some point in the film right Right. that was so cool so so cool like and there's so many i mean we can go down a million different rabbit holes with that too but like obviously yeah this guy on monarchy's preaching this hollow earth theory and of course they end up going to try to find godzilla who's disappeared again been injured throughout battles with this alien creature, uh, King Ghidorah, as, as it's known, and the humans, the military, with and their the military stupid weapon. I don't really, I don't really the think oxygen it was depriver, that, and they just end up killing the whole ecosystem. Super job, guys. Yeah, great idea, guys. Great. Anywho, typical, typical. Just <laughs> and you know what? It's always that guy. He's in every single. I think I think he was in the last one though. He was he played the he's same character in the last guy. one. It's I don't know what his name is. He's he's he was in the Boren series, the Boren Identity series, and he was a total prick in that series too. Yeah, he just makes bad decisions. He's just the bad decisions actor. You just put him in there, just make some poor decisions over there, Larry. Okay, guys, no, I, I can handle it. That's what he does. Anyways, where was I going with that? <laughs> I've totally lost my. Well, we're talking about here. the ancient species, right? 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 Well, so, okay. Species, right? <laughs> well, no, well, ancient. It is an ancient species. Yes. But of course, they find this. <laughs> they're like, okay, there's like this cavern, and then they're getting methane, oxygen, and other like gas readings. That's mm-hmm. like, okay, there's there's a there's a cavern in there, like it's and it's massive, and they go up, and there's like, well, they, okay, they don't go up. They send down Doctor um, Ishiro. Ishiro. And he sacrifices himself, right? Yeah. Spoiler alert. That was a great scene. Really good scene. One of actually my probably my favorite scene in the movie, to be totally honest with you. Um, but oh, he, he comes up in this world that looks like ancient Egyptian ruins, right? There's like pyramids and statues and stuff, and it's Godzilla statues. Mm-hmm. What's interesting to me about that is obviously, I mean, obviously we're into the portal, and it's like just that this idea that there's something way more ancient than the most ancient civilizations that we know of, mm-hmm. like pre-existence of even, and we've talked about this before, like a cycle before a cycle, where there was like an entire total existence of 
multiple civilizations and evolution on Earth and then extinction. And then it started all over again. Mm -hmm. Dinosaurs, evolution up to where we are now. Mm -hmm. And there's remnants of that ancient past possibly still somewhere. And that's kind of what they're playing on in this movie. And they got Godzilla like pillars. And it's like, but the, the weird thing about that to me is like, he's obviously like super intelligent creature, right? This isn't just a monster that people fear. Mm-hmm. This was a monster that in the story here, like legitimately ruled, like yeah. was a king yeah. as a king would be sitting on a throne. Essentially. Telling people what to do, mm-hmm. which is bizarre. Yes. It, it, yeah, exactly that. He, he is a lot more intelligent seeming in this movie. That was another thing I wanted to kind of touch on was the idea of like, this portrayal of Godzilla was a little different, I feel. And I feel like he definitely was made to seem more lovable. It was like the kind of like, yeah, like feared and loved equal parts kind of ruler type thing where he's not just this ruthless brute. Like they showed that in several scenes, right? There was the one scene when they're in the underground base or underwater base, I should say. And he gives them that really spectacular light, um, light sort of display it's meant as an intimidation display and it's very similar to what you see um oh my gosh what are those fish called cuttlefish yeah yes they do these very brilliant displays and and it was very similar to that honestly that was one of my favorite parts about this movie special effects was what they did with his like his big his spine those big spikes and how they energize them and it looked so like thermonuclear yeah it was so great he's going thermonuclear yeah that was awesome when they like supercharge him yeah exactly like oh that worked a little too well (laughs) that was so great but it was awesome just like the, the the sound and the visual it was just so like so impactful, like from the very tip of his tail all the way up to like the very tip of his spine, right? Mm-hmm. Right at the top. And you're just, oh, it was very, very cool. I, I honestly was entirely entertained the entire, I don't even know, it was probably over two hours, right? Oh, I think, <laughs> I mean, it was getting up towards that. It was a longer mm-hmm. movie, but super entertaining. What do you make of, um, cause like you said before, a minute ago, we were seeing tons of imagery we recognized, mm-hmm. um, like a bunch of stuff from the Thunderbirds episode we did for sure saw, like there was some stuff like I that. saw some nazca lines nazca in there. lines there was the monster that uh um oh saint brendan climbed yeah, on the back of yep. and his journeys across the atlantic sea monsters and all that and missing islands right. i think that was from that lake monsters mystery that's right we that's have. right yeah um and the cool i mean it's so cool right but at the same time too it's almost kind of akin to in a way kind of like almost the ancient aliens hypothesis type type thing where it's like here's all these hieroglyphics and paintings and petroglyphs and whatever else. And it's like, can't, how literal, how literal can things be, be taken? Right. And then they show in the movie their own versions of it. And there's like petroglyphs of like Godzilla fighting the Mm, the King Ghidorah. Right. Yeah. We haven't actually found that, but we've, there's petroglyphs of similar things being depicted. Right. And it's like, True. I think there's some truth in some of these stories. I do. I mean, I, I, I really do. I mm-hmm. really genuinely do. I don't think that people, I think people way back in the day were way, could see more. Like we're so just blinded and distracted these days. Mm-hmm. We think we know everything. We know nothing. We know less than every single other person did a thousand years ago where they could actually survive, make a fire from a piece of rock and kill a mammoth and survive. <laughs> I would last, I'd get passed around like a bag of Oreos but up I there. know the Wi-Fi password. Oh, Does yeah. that matter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, okay, let's get into the 
rest of these monsters too. I kind of want to briefly touch on them. Like there's over 17 different Titans that were discussed. They, we don't see them all in the film. We see no, snippets of King Kong. We see one that kind of looks like a, um, uh, like a mammoth of sorts. Yeah. And then there's the one from the, the movie that was released before this one. And there's a giant squid they mentioned too, but we don't see that. No, we get the moth in this mm. one. Oh, that was Mothra. the most beautiful creature ever. Yeah, really pretty. I loved that. It was that to me was the one example of what they discussed in the beginning of the film with some of these creatures possibly being like benevolent. Right. And how literally Mothra, Mothra sacrificed herself for King Kong or King Kong yeah. <laughs> for Godzilla. Sorry, she's but. cheating on Godzilla. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, geez. It's in the tabloids. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that was just a beautiful scene, the whole transition. Because I knew, I knew that that weird little grub thing was going to show up again in that film. Well, right they, from the very beginning. Course. You knew that was going to happen. Of course. And it was it was almost like a Pokemon, right? It reminded me of uh, uh, Venom. Or no, is it Venom? Butterfree? Uh, no, no, no. Um, no, not Butterfree. Kind of like Butterfree, but um, the one that's like a moth. That turns into... Kakuna. No, no, no. Well, Kakuna Metapod. into... Those are the only two. Um, so take your pick. No, it's not Kakuna <laughs> or Metapod. It's the thing that it transitions into. Mm. Yeah. I can't think of it. Um, I think it's Venomoth. Venonat. Okay. Venomoth. Venomoth. Yeah, it's Venonat and then it goes into... No. Oh, I'm totally Ooh, misremembering that. this turn that. into a, just a Pokemon trivia challenge. <laughs> trivia challenge. That I'm failing. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. We should do a Pokemon trivia challenge. That'd be fun. That would be fun. I mean, they're monsters, right? Ooh, trivia in general is super fun. Didn't we mention that like way back in the day? We we're gonna have some like, fun like that. Many, many oh, things. I know what we did. <laughs> we did a trivia contest on the show. Oh yeah, we did. <laughs> we did, and it was great. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, that's people right. were awesome. They were really receptive. Yeah, that was cool. People Thank knew you. More about the shows than we did. Actually, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, because there was one question we asked, we actually had an alternative answer that was right. Right. It was almost like double jeopardy or something. It was dope. Yeah. They can't get me for robbing the same bank twice. <laughs> double jeopardy. <laughs> but they didn't ask a question. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> anyway. Okay, well, before we kind of really, you know, get down to the end and wrap things up here, what was your favorite scene? Like, what what, what do you want to end mm. on talking about here? I had a lot of favorite scenes. One that I thought was particularly of note was of uh, the scene with, Watanabe, when he goes and descends, or Dr. Ishiro, I should say, mm-hmm. when he ascends into the the lair, the tomb, or the, I don't know, the, the, I wouldn't call it a tomb. It's more like it's just the... Just like the lair. Lair is a good word. Lair is a good is. word. Okay, fine. Not the, the royal chambers. Well, Maybe there's nobody else there anymore. Yeah, and he goes there, and he has this this really epic moment with Godzilla. And he even takes off his glove and he, he, he takes off his mask in the end too. Yeah. And they, they end up nuclearly exploding together. But I just thought that was really telling. I don't know if they really chose Watanabe because he in my mind he kind of represents the transition of Japan into post-war modern Japan where they started to incorporate a lot of their own interpretations of Hollywood and a lot of cinematic masterpieces and Watanabe would have grown up seeing all that right and he would have seen the original Godzilla's and he would have like you know what I mean like I feel like a part of him and his culture right was very deeply embedded in that and it's gonna yeah. sound really terrible if he's not Japanese I'm pretty sure he's Japanese <laughs> I'm fairly I'm certain like he's Japanese 99.9% sure he's Japanese and, <laughs> and honestly and, and Japanese film 
we 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 studied Japanese film in university, and yeah. like it is is my favorite. To be honest with you, like I really wish I spoke Japanese, but I do. I enjoy watching the subtitles too. But oh, thank God, he is Japanese. Yeah, <laughs> but for their but for their their monster movies, like what was that series? We we're we're gonna cover a few others too that we've watched. Oh, that epic one that we watched in the film. Daimajin. 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 So epic, and another giant monster. They love their giant monsters in Made Japanese mythology. Eh? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think you're right. It definitely, he had a connection, right? And like, that was his character conveyed that too, like from the last movie and he, and from, and his character in that movie from before that as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Like he, his whole idea of them being benevolent, you know, and, yes. and that it was very much like he was. Well, not even so benevolent, but he even said right off the bat that they were going to rule over humanity because he I, he thought i honestly he saw humanity as kind of a bit of a scourge it's i natural guess. order natural mm-hmm. order of things sorry i interrupted you no that's like no you didn't oh, did you i don't, I don't know okay i not sure i feel feel like you're maybe mis-sentenced but oh that's, it's okay it's all good that's no, just my, typical me no right? no, no, no. I, mm. I might have forgotten what i was saying it, I, I got uh, really distracted <laughs> i have a picture of ken watanabe okay. <laughs> tom cruise from with the tom last cruise <laughs> i'm really tempted to just hit what hit this trailer and display oh, it no, no don't, i won't don't do, do it that. we're do definitely it. not covering the last samurai on a uh, film friday <laughs> <laughs> my favorite scene uh, honestly i i mean it was, it was the same one i i'm, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. but i can try to think of another one here hmm. and honestly i think it was when we first saw the alien king Ghidorah oh. uh, come up out of the pit so they blow it's obviously it's frozen in ice it's very much like a the thing type situation mm-hmm. except these things make the thing look, although the thing probably would do quite well with these monsters. Mm-hmm. Becoming one of them. Anyway, that'd be a scary <laughs> thought, wouldn't it? Yeah. All right, let's not go there. No. Um, but I really enjoyed that scene. But of mm-hmm. course, everyone's just standing there. It's like, guys, you should have been running like five minutes ago. Yeah. You're just waiting there. What do you think is coming out of that pit? <laughs> Nothing good. Like. Nothing good. And of course, it's this three-headed thing. And they got the classic guy being like, are you serious? Like looking up at it. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a total cliche, but in a good way. It's like a creature from Greek mythology. It's a yes. it's a hydra. Yeah. That grows its head back. Oh, like totally. Medusa, yeah. Like Medusa, like all these, like these mythological creatures, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that was a really cool creature. And it was very easy to hate with those like serpentine, like dragon-y head type oh, things. Oh, definitely. And, okay, I am going to say though... So we went from favorite scene, like that was a really epic scene and that was a really epic monster. And there was a lot of really cool visual effects with that, especially with the lightning aspect. Mm -hmm. Um, A few things that didn't really work for me, some of the action scenes, I know there's a lot to convey in like the, just the scope of it all and what's going on, but some of them were really like, you didn't get a lot of detail a little bit, you know what I mean? Where it was just like, you can tell it's all obviously, um, like, computer generated, obviously, you know, or yeah. they're not, you know. But at the same time, like, I feel like the camera angles were, some of them were almost, like, too shaky, um, and they didn't really capture the full image of what that monster was doing. There were there was just a few moments, right? And it was the classic scene where it's supposed to be the guy on the ground that's just, like, running, but there was so much of that, too, that there was almost something taken away from the epicness of what those monsters were doing in those scenes. And you didn't even... You never actually got... Well, you did, actually, from a distance. You got a full body shot of 
the King Ghidorah, but up close, like it was kind of hard to make out. It I think seemed, they were just trying to make it seem more massive. Maybe. I feel like it just like, but you're right though. It's like the, the, the perspective was different scene to scene. Mm-hmm. It seemed, it seemed bigger in some scenes and smaller in other scenes. So like when they're flying towards it in the storm that it's creating, it's like this thing is, it's the size of an entire city in and of mm-hmm. itself. Then there's other scenes where it's on the mountain. Fight, it's it fighting. Seemed. It's or it's fighting over or, Fenway Park. Oh yeah, in, in in Boston. Yeah, and like a little smaller. It kind of mm-hmm. looked like you know what I mean. Like yeah, but I yeah, even just I don't know, just some of the, the some of the perspectives. I mean, that's just getting nitpicky. But that is getting nitpicky. Yeah, that is true. But there was a few other perspective things like we mentioned. And we were kind of laughing about like when uh, you know Godzilla's back. They're on the they're they're standing on the top of the submarine that's come back up now. Oh yeah. His tail, his tail is like a freaking hundred and twenty five story skyscraper, and it just comes flopping down like a hundred meters away from them in the water, and they just get like a little misting spray. No it's like, tsunami wave. That would. Yeah. Talk about yeah. getting capsized. Like you would just be nobody. You probably, everyone would drown from mm-hmm. that tail getting dropped in the water like that. Right. Not to mention another thing with perspective with that scene in particular was the fact that he emerged from very far in the depths of the ocean and was somehow like at a wading pool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was like the water all of a sudden drained. <laughs> like, when he was walking towards shore, all of a sudden it's like... No, not when he was walking towards shore. When he was literally the scene where he submerged and they were in... They had literally themselves just submerged in their um, their life... Their, not their lifeboat, sorry. Their, uh, their submarine. Their lifeboat. Submarine. <laughs> and submerged quite rapidly, I would say. And then they're quickly in a plane. Anyways, I'm not going to get into whole decompression a lot. <laughs> But anyways, the idea that they were just all of a sudden submerged on the surface. And submerged then, and then surfaced is what you mean to say. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, they yeah, were yeah, submerged. Yeah. They surfaced. And then Godzilla comes up and he's just like, it's like the water, the ocean is like at his knees. I feel like he would have to swim at that those depths, wouldn't he? And then well, he submerges quickly after that, right? Maybe a sandbar. <laughs> a convenient sandbar. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he can float. He can just... I don't know. Hey, <laughs> there was a few things where we just had to know. suspend the disbelief. It's Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yeah. You got to suspend disbelief. Yeah. Okay. I will. I will. I love this movie. I was very satisfied. I loved with it too. I mm-hmm. honestly I, like. I am getting nitpicky right now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. Anything else you really wanted to mention about this one? Not really. I just think uh, I kind of. Do you do you want something like this to exist? Would you want? To, to, to know that something no. like this exists. Like, no. say, like, in your 90s or something. In my 90s? When I'm, like, on my deathbed? Oh, come on. You, you, you wouldn't... <laughs> what if we found out it existed, but it's, like, dormant? But then somebody would try to wake it up, probably, right? Mm-hmm. It's getting frisky. Mm-hmm. About that. Um, maybe I'll just throw that question right back at you. I think I'm 50-50. I kind of would... It's so cool to think. Mm. You just never know. Let us know what you guys think. <laughs> would you be down? What 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 would you want to do if we if we discovered a mm-hmm. King Ghidorah in the ice? Yeah. Would you wake it up? Mm. Mm. Let us know. Yeah. Into the portal <laughs> mailbox at gmail.com and yeah. uh, hit us up on Facebook at Into the Portal Podcast. Mm-hmm. And we have a really cool contest going right now with uh Straight Up Strange. So that's our new network. Yeah. So uh you can win a Sasquatch and Loch Ness Monster Don't Stop Believe in t-shirt and mm-hmm. a UFO uh, baseball cap. Really yep. sweet. It's got a rainbow tractor beam. It's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. So all you have to do is go to straightupstrange.com and literally like two, like 
inches down there on the main page, it's Sign Your Soul Away. It's just our monthly newsletter. Mm-hmm. Really cool, strange news, um, exclusive contest offers and like updates on the network. Yeah. That's all you have to do. That's it. And, and uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's we'll, it. That's we'll draw super a winner easy. on like the sixteenth, I think it is, and uh, mm-hmm. that's it. While you're there, you might as well check out our awesome lineup of shows on the network too. Definitely. There's lots of really really cool creators out there, and we're just happy that we've been able to network with a few of them. So go check Absolutely. them out. Mm-hmm. Totally, and thank you guys so much for listening. As always, thank you to our Patreon supporters and to all of our listeners. And uh, yeah, go see Godzilla if you've listened mm. to this and you haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, till next time. Discover more shows like this one at straightupstrange.com.